Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus prayed for his 12 disciples. He says, Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. Now, every single one of those 12 disciples, including Judas, was baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The same way that all of us here, or if, if you've not been baptized, God is wanting you to be baptized. In the same way, each of us here, we bear that name that he placed upon us. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I can get, get through this, but... Testament, would you want me to read it? Would, would you mind? That would be great. <clears throat> Sorry about this. This is a... Okay. It's been a... I just about called you at, at, at um, six in the morning. <laughs> Recorder. I don't know if we need it. You can record. Okay. Should I just? I'll just read it over here. You can read it right here. Okay. <laughs> this is Pastor Bristol, by the way. If none of you know him, um, uh, he's a retired pastor. That's that's a, a member at our congregation. My apologies. Is this on? Uh, no. Thank you. Unaccustomed as I am. <laughs> we pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to worship in your name. We thank you for the opportunity to hear your word this day and to commune at your table this day. We pray uh, for Pastor uh, as he has uh, uh, having difficulties with his voice. I know what that's all about in my life and career. Um, Lord, our, our voice is, is uh, uh, a gift to us, and we, we thank you for it. Uh, bless your word as we, we hear it read in this moment. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Every single one of the 12 disciples that Jesus prayed for were baptized. And into this baptism, God took each one of them into his name. Jesus' prayer is that they would remain in the name that they were given until the very last day. And this is the prayer, this, this, these particular verses in John chapter 17. This particular prayer for each one of us is there as well. His prayer is that we would be baptized and that we would remain in the name that we were baptized into. And so it is. In baptism, God put his name upon us and made us his children. We were baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus knows that the worst thing that can happen to us is to leave the name of God behind. 
For to leave the name of God behind would mean that we left God and his family, the church, behind. And we know, as we have heard in one of our readings this day, one of the twelve disciples did just that. And yet Jesus continued his prayer. Imagine someone in your confirmation class or in your family turning their back on the church and upon the name that they were baptized into. Imagine if they turned their back on God. That would be terrible, horrifying, it would be tragic. And this is exactly what happened with Judas as we read of him a moment ago. And so it was that for three years Judas was one of the twelve in what you would call his confirmation class. His confirmation class. He was one of the twelve in the newly formed church. Judas sat next to all of the other believers as they sat in class with, with Jesus. Jesus was their savior and their confirmation instructor. Can you imagine that, having Jesus as our confirmation instructor? Judas even told other people about Jesus and probably even baptized some people in the name of God, into the name of God. But there was something else brewing inside of Judas. The allure of the world was too attractive for him. And in the end, he chose the world over the church, over the twelve, and over the name that he was baptized into. He denounced his birthright, and instead of a son of peace, who was a child of God, he became a son of destruction. His devotion, and he devoted three years of his life to learning about God, to following God. And earlier this night then, Jesus, Judas rather, actually had his first communion. But later on the same night, he went through all. He went through it, and he threw it all away for the world. Jesus' prayer for us is that we do not follow in Judas's footsteps. His prayer is that we do not throw away our relationship with God and our relationship with the family of God and his church. We were baptized into God's name and were made a member of his family, the church, in that same baptism. We learned about God and deepened our relationship with him as we attended Sunday school, Sunday services, and in confirmation classes. And after confirmation class, we too had our first communion. Jesus' prayer is that we are not attracted away like Judas was. And Jesus continues his prayer. It's a beautiful chapter, John 17. As you read it, you really should put yourself into first person in that uh, particular chapter and believe strongly that Jesus is praying not only for his disciples, which include us, but actually praying for us individually. As Jesus goes to the Father, he gives the disciples his word. And Jesus is with us in that very same word. This word transforms us from children of the world and makes us into children of God. In other, word, in other words, this word washes us in baptism and keeps us in the name that we were baptized into. Today, 
We are gathering around that same word that Jesus gave to his disciples. That word does not is not made attractive to the world. It's not attractive to the world. It really doesn't know what to do with it. The pure word of God causes the world to hate us. This does not mean that we hate those who hate us. No, we love them and pray for them so that they too might know the love of God as we do. Our prayer for the world is that they would be baptized into the same name that we were baptized into, that they would learn the same word that changed us into children of God. But in our desire to see others saved, we never want to compromise the word that Jesus gave the twelve, which they passed down to us, and thank God for that. The word changes people, but woe to us if we try to change the word for the world's acceptance. And Jesus continues his prayer. A tough, a tough prayer for us to hear. A tough prayer, as Pastor writes, for me to hear. I always want to escape when things get tough, when people get upset over the word that we believe and teach and confess, I want to leave this world. Sometimes I wish that we weren't different from the world. I would like to just fit in with the world. And if I can't fit in, I wish that Jesus would just take me to heaven. But Jesus does not pray that. It's not what he prayed. He wants us to keep, he wants to keep us in the world and as long as people who hear his name remain in this world, Jesus is having mercy on the world. And as long as we remain in the world, Jesus is giving non-believers an opportunity to be saved. Jesus kept the 12 disciples in the world because he loved the world and wants the people in the world to be saved and to bear his name. He is keeping you in the world for the same, for the same reason. And who knows whom Jesus might touch or change through you while you are still living on earth. And I think that we can never, ever underestimate that at all. Who in our life does Jesus allow us to come in contact with and we have an effect upon them that turns them to Jesus Christ? Jesus continued his prayer. Earlier, the same night of this prayer, Jesus told the twelve that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And he said that he was the truth. And here he is saying that the word is truth. His word is truth. And John tells us that the word became flesh. And that same word is still with us now. Jesus is with us through the Bible, through the bread and the cup which we share this day, through the water in baptism. He is with us in the word that he has left behind. In fact, he is the word. And as we hear the word, and as we are washed in the word, and as we eat the word, we are changed, we are sanctified. That means that we become less like the world and more like Jesus. My prayer is that we never reject this word, even though we sometimes feel like it. Jesus finishes this part of his prayer that we are looking at today by saying, As you are sent into the world, so I have sent them into the world, and for their sake I consecrate myself, that they may also be sanctified in truth. 
I want to focus on that first sentence. Jesus was literally saying the twelve, sending the twelve into the world. He sent some of them to different countries, while some of them stayed in Jerusalem. But the word that they preached has continued to spread into the world to this very day, and for that we thank God. Jesus may not send you to a different country, but he does send you into your schools. He sends you into your places of work. He sends you into your families. Whenever and wherever you are, there in God's name. And for you to bear his name, for you, for you bear his name on your heart. You were baptized into that same name, and wherever you are, so is God, for he is with you. He sends you into the world to preserve it and save it through the sharing of Jesus. And as we go into the world, I pray that we never leave the word that gave us the name of God and keeps us in that same name. And I pray that we never leave God or his family. And for those who have not been baptized into that name, I pray that God would use us to draw them in. Grace and mercy and peace be to you. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us now and always. Amen. We rise together as we confess the Nicene Creed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Walk away with the very thing that we need. Thank you. We confess together. There's this one part. I need it, what about the Father Almighty. 